The sound brings me Our back home is finally built. to this moment. It's as if I wrote this, but without tragedy, only truth. I'm living with or against the earth. Who are these people we've become? The one people I spent I'm calling you on the telephone like you asked me to. Do you remember telephone calls? I'm glad you asked. This is Active Listening, a new dramatist's podcast series that invites the resident playwrights to experiment with story, intimacy, and immediacy through sound experiences. This initiative was born of the questions that became urgent as our pandemic lockdowns began. What are creative alternatives to gathering together in rooms? What might a play for the ear sound like? Each episode is written, recorded, and produced by a different resident playwright. This one features work by Kirkwood Bromley from Be Story Free, a play that poses as a narrative addiction eradication seminar based on the materials of the Be Story Free movement founded by Dr. Jip Sujet. Throughout the seminar, the Be Story Free Brigade guides the audience through various lectures, skits, and blurbs designed to free them from addiction to story. Late in the seminar, a short film is shown in which an undercover agent talks with Dr. Jip Sujet, who admits his movement is a scam, which, of course, the BSF Brigade accepts, since were it not a scam, it would be a story. Kirk reads the script of that short film. This is Be Story Free by Kirkwood Bromley. Would you mind if I tell you a dream I had? Would I mind if you bore the fuck out of me? Cool. So I had this dream where a beautiful woman sat with her legs open on my bed, and she asked if I'd like some, and I said, oh yeah. So she tore off one of her legs, just ripped it off like she's a fried chicken, tendons and muscles and bones hanging down, and I recoiled in disgust, and she said, you don't like it? And I said, fuck no. So she tore off the other one and handed it to me and said, try this one. And through that act of vicious generosity of myself to myself, I realized that in a world where we kill the Aral Sea to pee all we can pee, stories about trying to save what we love from what would kill us may be like annoyingly redundant, and they may have their fingers in the death of what we love by twisting the struggle for what we love into a popular game whose thrill depends on the existence of the forces it metaphorically presents as defeatable by the player. But such games are all we have, and I should just shut up and accept that and program worlds of war or go ahead and eat the leg I asked for. Do you want me to interpret this dream? Didn't I just? Sure, but you got it all wrong, and a tough loss always beats a bad take. See, what this dream means is that the objective is to reach a satisfying payoff. How do we do that? We go west. Why west? Because to go west is to pursue a goal that is satisfying. Because once you attain it, you realize you had it all along. I.e., you know, east is west. Why not go east? Why not go east? Because, dumb shit, you have to move against the earth to achieve a satisfying payoff. And the earth is moving from west to east. Yeah, okay, so how about this? Say I'm a homeless man who plays the harp on the streets of Detroit. I've got no legs and a weird half-head growing out my neck, but it's like dead. I believe I'm some kind of modern Robin Hood's horse. I have a disorder that makes astroturf grow on my eyeballs, I can't stop farting gum, and I'm sure I've got an enemy out there somewhere, and I'm pretty certain she's a Beijing pop star with 10 million knife tongues and she wants to eat my savings. I get it. 
You're one of those sad losers no one likes. So what's your fucking question? Am I moving with or against the Earth? That depends. Do you want to be a child or a twinkle again? Big diff. Would you rather have your vocal cords removed or learn when not to bark? Again, big diff. Do you want every damn relationship you get in to be a release of gases exhumed from the rotting desires of your stagnant, bunkered infancy? Or do you want to turn the world into a facilitator of your desires so you can stop having all those awful pussy dreams? Massive diff. Well, based on my search history, I think what I want is a device that puts my balls in women's mouths while I'm working. And they don't know my balls are in their mouths, but they're working my balls and I'm working at my job. So it's a sort of a, my balls are in women's mouths, but I'm not really there kind of device. Yes, but it's super crucial for this device to have a leisure feature. So when I'm not working, women's buttholes detach. So they're detachable. Yeah, and they're kind of like floating around in the air, and I can fly in and out of their buttholes without accruing any personal debt. Don't tell me their buttholes are actually ripped off them in a way that might disturb their productivity. Nah. I'm a total whack virtual genius, so it's more like an avatar butthole in some sort of simulated artificial ass app. Like women's buttholes can repeat themselves at my command. Obviously. Yeah, it shouldn't be entirely at my command, because I don't really have the time for that. So it should just be happening. But it should only be happening with the buttholes I want or might want. So there's got to be a reader. Right. Like an oogling reader system, whose back end spiders my butthole preferences and then spits out these unique, detachable, private flying butthole feeds in a yammering, agglomerated romp that works with my digital nomad image. And I'd like some Thai food with that. I was yours till the end. Because what I think you'd really like is a taco with that. A taco? Holy shit. Like, this device is so fresh, it knows what I want before I want it. It knows who you are before you are it. So it basically makes me before I am. So it's more me than me. And all you have to do is follow it and try to become what it makes of you, which is better than you because it gives you the taco you didn't know you wanted. But damn it, I do want it. I do want that taco. So I'm like, fuck, how's that shit? No, I wanted that taco. And like, no, I don't actually want that taco because like I said, I want some Thai food with that. But now it's here. Yeah, I really do want that taco because like that shit is so me. And that is why you play the game. What game? The game where you chain yourself to a tree whereon some sad loser that no one likes hung a sign that reads, please do not chain things to this tree. And as people pass by you, they say, motherfucker got his game on. That's right. I play that game because then I feel like my investment strategy is working to protect my investment strategy from any long-term ramifications that might accrue from my being too short to reach my own dubious conclusions. You know, you're making sense now. Because riffing from your idea to an unrelated idea, my idea is that you don't have any more ideas. So who's got my ideas? I do dumb shit. Like, I have all the ideas. And if you have an idea, which you shouldn't, if everything is working as it should, which is to say, working in my favor, but should you, and again, that's not really how this device works. And trust me, you want this device to work because this device works really well, but no device works that well 
all the time. So should you have an idea, then it's actually my idea. Like I can take it and go hang it on a hook and sell it at the fair because it's fair, right? Well, yeah, of course it's fair because it's like fair. Of course, it's also not fair. Which is why I like it. That is what pre-customer proclivity apportioning systems are all about. Of course it is. Success is how you force others to define it by limiting their access to other definitions through proprietary, mysterious algorithms that measure their activities so you can offer them related activities as their best and only option. That makes sense. I mean, the goal is to get into the mind of the customer. And once you're in their mind, you blow yourself up. True, but first you need to get in there without them noticing you're wearing all this explosive fashion. Know how I handle that? You decorate yourself in the ethics of insect sex? Nah, that's for sad fucks. See, what I do is I spin this shit by being story free. What? That's exactly how it goes. I'm like, hey, you want to be story free? And they're like, what? That's what I said. Yeah, that's what they all say. And like you, they get all focused, like something happens to them, like they're smelling dinner and they haven't eaten in weeks or their hot water's been off for years. And I'm like, hey, you want to take a nice hot shower? Um, yeah. That's right. They're always like, um, yeah. And while they're eating dinner and taking a nice hot shower, I start giving them this sick crap about how story is all this and that and how they'd be way better off if they got on this B-story free shit. And it's then that I sneak into their minds at my home. I blow myself up. That's why you make the big bucks. No suck ass, I make the big bucks because my mind actually moves a lot faster than yours. How do you know? Because I won the race. What race? Fuck, you're stupid. Thanks. Like, you didn't know there was a race? Nope. Like, you didn't know that a while ago I suggested we all stop everything we're doing and enter the race to see whose mind can move the fastest? No, I didn't. Don't you remember how everyone was like, okay, cool, and they did it, and ba-boom, I won. Oh, yeah. Right, I, I remember that now. But I also remember you had a head start. So what? Having a head start's how you get ahead these days. What did you win? I'll tell you, dude. I won this device that lets a man live with the showerhead permanently fixed on his perineum, which some sad losers say is the spot between the testicles and the sphincter. But trust me, it's way more than that. AK, it's like settling for second best so you can see what it's like to be a woman, which is something not even women know. Whoa, you just lost like half your audience. Yo. I choose to lose my audience, because then when I find them, they're scared, so they're grateful I came so fast. It's really a question of how to sell oneself. And to sell yourself, first you gotta meet the person you want to sell yourself to, and scare the shit out of them. Whoa, it's like counterintuitive spaghetti, man. Only in the sense that you're the counter, and I got spaghetti intuitions on how to push my shit all over you. I thought I was the customer. You're both, so you're scared. Look, I'm trying to sell you shit, so if you're full of shit, and yes, you are, it's my job to scare the shit out of you, so you need shit, get it? So I scare you by showing you how strangely similar I am to all the things you want to be via a device that lets you be what you're not in a way that's heroic and good, 
So I scare you, but in a gripping way, and you then get to live the story of my defeat, i.e. you play the winner by buying what I offer, which destroys me by destroying you, but I'm destroyed in a financially enlivening sense, while you're just destroyed. What confuses me about this fear-based soft soap system is women find me irresistible, which scares them, so I've never met a woman. You only think you've never met a woman. When in fact, by their feeling scared of you, they've bought your shit wholesale, and your one dog in the hole beats five dogs sniffing that hole, acting like there ain't gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, I mean, what's both pro-life and pro-choice about that is that it proves we're living in this kind of exciting non-time frame where no pick's a bad pick. Uh, it's more that everything's being contextualized reflexively by a lack of context. See. Everything's basically so embedded in its platform that it is its platform. So everyone's constantly dancing on and in the platform, even though the pilot's like, we're going down, we're fucking going down. And while their faces are heavy and there's this intense plunging feeling and everyone's moaning and doing crazy shit with their hands, really, everyone's just like dancing and everyone knows something is coming and it's going to be really fucking bad because when it hits everything around them is going to be indiscriminately slashing through their bodies and they're going to be turned into a kind of warm discomforting bony mush and they know that shit's coming because the pilot won't shut up like he's screaming we're gonna die we're gonna fucking die but so what because they're in a business meeting, aka taking a walk, and they're working on making a device that helps you know what your insides smell like without having to open your insides up or go through some invasive procedure. Because we all are kind of sick of invasive procedures. Because we all are invasive procedures. Like, I must go through and or be 10K invasive procedures almost daily just trying not to be an invasive procedure. But fact is, that shit's my shirt. So, like this device, instead of having some kind of sensor all up in your shit, it just fakes it. So, like, it's always off. But so are your insides. So it's always spot on. So you love the shit out of it. So you can drop that love shit into it. Because we're an alien observer looking at the crazy shit your hands are doing right now. They think you were panicking because the pilot's so head fucked. He's in the cabin dancing with you. Not for joy or tokens, but for the black box. Which, true, is a voice recorder and not a camera. But like everyone on board has a camera. So once you go down, there will be all these shots of dancing cameras shooting dancing cameras that are dancing for a voice recorder that doesn't get dance. And the cameras will be destroyed, so there will only be the black box of silence. But that's cool, because it's so vacant. Like, unless art is throwaway, it's not. Which makes sense once you realize that what we actually do for each other these days is we hang out in each other's wallets till someone swipes us in a place dirtier than we can imagine. And it is then that we can honestly say we've evolved to the point of being correct. Instead of saying you're a dick, we say you're my dick. That's by far the best fucking speech ever. Hey. You know what I say, you want to hit the target, shoot slow, and move the target.
You just heard Be Story Free. It was written and performed by Kirk Wood Bromley, with sound design by The Good Hard. Active Listening is a project of New Dramatists and is produced by Corinne Keithley-Sires and Melissa Tien. More information on the series and a sonic visualization of each episode can be found by going to newdramatists.org slash active listening. New Dramatists is one of the country's leading playwright centers and a nationally recognized new play laboratory. Its mission is to provide playwrights with time, space, and resources in the company of gifted peers to create work, realize their artistic potential, and make lasting contributions to the theater. Active listening is made possible with generous support from the Venturous Theater Fund of the Tides Foundation.